Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew right here on MazingBrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and with me, as always, today is my boy, John Simmons. John, how you doing, brother? How was your, uh, your new year besides the, uh, the Michigan L? <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting night. I was with my girlfriend's family, and they know nothing about football, basically. So I think that actually helped me uh, handle it better, you know, being surrounded by people who weren't too into it. So I could continue to enjoy my night. Yeah, I was also with my girlfriend, too. And much like uh, your girlfriend and her family, my girlfriend is also not into sports or football or anything. So she uh, pretty much had no idea what was going on and uh, kind of kept me in check that night. So it it wasn't like I wasn't mad or anything like that. And I think my DraftKings account being a little bit richer after that game kind of helped ease the pain too. Um, those emotional hedge bets, I, I do those almost every time. So uh, it, it wasn't as bad as what it probably could have been. But uh, I hope all of you out there in listener land are also having a great start to the new year uh, as we are. And uh, as Michigan is on the recruiting trail, there's quite a bit to talk about today. So let's just dive right in. Uh, we're going to hit the 22 class because uh, there have been a couple developments there along the offensive line. Uh, we're going to start right off with uh, Michigan's top prospect remaining uh, in terms of ranking and priority, all of those things in the 22 class. And that is Josh Connerly. He released his top six uh, today, Monday, the day that we're recording this. And Michigan was uh, right in the midst of that top six list. 
along with Oregon, Oklahoma, Washington, USC, and the U, Miami. So uh, Mario Cristobal is continuing to recruit him as he is down there in Miami. Uh, In case you need a refresher, Connerly, he's from Seattle. Uh, He visited for the Washington game earlier uh, in uh, the 2021 season there. Uh, So definitely saw a good game. Uh, from the Wolverines. He is 6'5", 275. He is a five-star prospect, number 23 overall, the number three offensive tackle, number one player in the state of Washington. And Sharon Moore, Jim Harbaugh, all of those guys have made him uh, one of the top priorities in this class, despite him uh, dragging this recruitment on and uh, taking it past the early signing period, which is a Quite a rare thing to do these days. Most of these kids want to get it done out of the way. Uh, Not Josh Connerly. He is certainly taking his time with things, making sure he makes the best decision for himself. Uh, So he is now uh, officially down to six schools. And with Michigan being among those, John, uh, certainly you'll love to see it if you're a Michigan fan. And uh, honestly, I, I really think like Sharon Moore, all of those guys have done a good job in this recruitment. We'll certainly see if Courtney Morgan leaving Michigan has any effect on uh, the end result here. But as of right now, the top six, it does not have any result there. So just want to get your first thoughts on a Connerly put Michigan and these other schools in his top six. Yeah, I don't think there's too many surprises in that list. Um, he did change it from a top five to a top six. So I wonder what school kind of squeezed in there at the last second. But uh, no Alabama on the list is good because they were kind of lurking around there for a while. And he did, you know, make a point to put in his tweet that his recruitment is closed. So hopefully they'll stay out of it. Um, I think one interesting thing about the list is that every school except Michigan um, has a new coach this year. So, uh, you know, Michigan will be the one to – that's going to be pitching consistency and uh, you know, the tenure of their uh, head coach there while everyone else is going to be pitching, you know, uh, the shiny new object and saying they're on the way up and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, But I think just looking at that list, you can definitely see that Michigan will be kind of taking a different tact than the rest of the schools. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it certainly is going to be interesting to see what happens if uh, see if USC maybe gets uh, a little bit more involved here. I know that they were kind of always involved in this one, but now that Lincoln Riley's over there, he's just one of the better recruiters in the country. I'm certainly curious to see that. And then um, the one school that stuck out to me, um, which you alluded to which one you think would be that that sixth school that snuck in there. I think it would probably be Miami with uh, Crystal Ball going down there. Probably had to do a lot of work really quickly uh, in a short amount of time to be able to sneak that in and uh, probably try and convince him to get a placement in his top list. So that's just my opinion on it, at least. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens because uh, as of right now, if you go on the 24-7 sports page for Josh Connerly, uh, it has a commitment watch of February 2nd. But uh, I want to say that there is a story today, John, and I didn't. I honestly didn't really get too much time to go and look into this from Brandon Huffman from 24-7, but it sounds like he may take his decision until past February. Is that right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um... Connerly plays basketball and uh, said he wanted to wait until early March to make 
his uh, last visits that he has. Um, so I think you, you'll kind of see this more and more happening. I know last cycle, Ohio State did this with uh, JT Tuamalu, also from Washington. Um, you know, the five-star defensive lineman out there, you know, he waited until July to decide right before the season started. So, um, you know, when the signing, the February signing period happens, it just when the date opens that you can sign, it's not like a deadline or anything. So, you know, most guys sign as soon as they can, but you can definitely wait. And uh, if you're a coveted five-star guy like that with schools willing to take you whenever, um, you know, if you're not ready to make a decision, then um, you're just, you can hold out as long as you want. And I think Connolly has been a guy throughout the whole cycle that's, um, you know, indicated that he wants to take his time with it. He uh, had this February decision for a while, and now he's pushing it back a bit. So I don't think it's anything too out of the norm for him. Yeah, and, and now that I'm getting a better look at this article here from Brandon Huffman on 24-7 Sports, who uh, spoke with Connerly, kind of broke down each school that made his top six list, he, he even admitted uh, for the Michigan section that uh, Courtney Morgan leaving was not detrimental to Michigan whatsoever. He, he even admitted uh, Courtney Morgan was the reason why Michigan got in in his recruitment in the first place, um, but is certainly not going to change things with him leaving. And uh, uh, with Washington, uh, if interestingly enough, he says that uh, Courtney Morgan there helps – uh, some, but uh, Kalen DeBoer is the main one recruiting him. So it, it doesn't really seem like at, at this moment, at least, of course, things can change because recruiting is uh, one of the most fluid things uh, on planet Earth. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge factor here as of right now, uh, whether it's a good thing for Washington or a bad thing for Michigan. Seems like uh, he's looking at uh, several other things in uh, these schools, these programs for him to go there. Uh, whenever he ends up making that decision. But I wanted to get your thoughts as well on this whole pushing it from February to March. And you bring up the really good point of uh, the Ohio State defensive lineman who waited all the way until the summertime to make his decision. And I remember that very well because I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot that he wasn't committed yet. I, I just assumed that he had committed to Ohio State because he was a Buckeye lean for so long. So with him not signing in December and going to push it from February until March. Do you think that this would be beneficial for Michigan to continue recruiting him the way that they have? Or do you think that at this moment in time, it would be best for him to just make a decision and uh, choose Michigan because the crystal balls have been on Michigan for quite a while, pretty much ever since that visit in September. And uh, obviously with each passing day, each passing month, uh, that visit uh, high that he probably had, uh, it, it's probably gone now. Uh, but uh, the more time wears on, uh, the the more that you tend to forget about those kind of things. So um, just my you know initial thought on it, John, uh, if I were Michigan, I would want this done like yesterday. I, honestly, I would have wanted it done in December for sure, but that's out of reach at this point. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you think of him continuing to push it back and uh, Michigan's eventual chances to land him. Yeah, I think sooner is better than later. Um, usually if you're the presumed leader or someone who's been in the driver's seat for a while and, you know, uh, waiting just gives the new staffs at these schools, you know, more time to 
refine their pitch and get more guys on board and stuff um, and kind of uh, add to their recruiting pitch to him. Um, I would, I do think it would help um, if he waited for, uh, you know, he mentioned in the article we've been talking about that um, the head coaches will be going in home with him, I think in January, um, I think Michigan, it'll be a good thing for them to do that. You know, they had Sharon Moore go up there in December and then having Harbaugh out there in January, I think will help keep Michigan more fresh in his mind. Um, I, I just think it's going to be tough uh, with the visits thing since he already used his official and he uh, has officials left to use to these other schools. Um, he won't be able to go to all of them officially, but if Michigan could somehow get him back on an unofficial, I think that would uh, be really great and kind of help stem any momentum the other schools could use. Yeah, and it sounded like he wanted to get back on an unofficial at some point. I don't believe that ever happened, so that's definitely not helpful uh, if for Michigan whatsoever. So, yeah, it, it sucks that the one official visit that he took was just months and months ago now at this point, and uh, he's now able to uh, go to some of these other schools. And, and he's visited Washington a ton because that's where he's from, and he's visited USC uh, on several occasions because that's in close proximity as well. Uh, you're probably not going to get another unofficial uh, from Josh Connerly unless you pull a rabbit out of your hat uh, if you're Sharon Moore or Jim Harbaugh. So we'll certainly see what happens. But Michigan is uh, moving on to another offensive lineman here, keeping close tabs on another prospect in the 22 class along the offensive line position and uh, this guy is uh, just a, a massive prospect here uh, currently con- uh, committed to Virginia Tech and has been uh, since July 5th and uh, his name is Xavier Chaplin and uh, he's a prospect from South Carolina which is a, uh, a, a place that Michigan doesn't really go to a ton in the recruiting game but they have pulled CJ Stokes the three-star running back out of South Carolina in this same uh, 2022 class. So perhaps they can uh, dip their toes into that state again. And uh, as I alluded to, just a massive prospect. He's 6'6", 355 pounds. He's a three-star prospect, ranked number 1,226 overall on the 24-7 sports composite, number 119 at the offensive tackle position. So this is all according to a 24 seven sports. Sounds like Michigan is going to be hosting him on an official visit uh, coming up very soon, not this weekend, but the following weekend for January 14th, which is uh, the very first weekend after the dead period lifts after uh, the national championship game. So this is going to be, a really pivotal visit for Michigan and for Xavier Chaplin. Uh, we'll certainly see if he is uh, really willing to uh, decommit and flip his commitment to somewhere else, uh, because it sounds like he's getting interest from other programs as well. Uh, but like I said, he's been committed to Virginia Tech since the summer. Uh, it's going to probably take quite a bit to flip him, uh, but there are other programs on his heels uh, trying to get him to visit their schools as well. So, um, John, I just want to get your initial thoughts on uh, Michigan trying to get him to officially visit and wanted to ask you, and I guess we'll just hold off. Uh, I'll, I'll hold off on the second question here. I'll, I'll get your initial thoughts here, and then I'll ask you on uh, this other question. So go ahead, John. 
my initial thoughts are Virginia Tech is probably getting annoyed with Michigan, kind of how Michigan is annoyed with Tennessee <laughs> and other schools a cycle. We are somehow <laughs> recruiting rivals with Virginia Tech now. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yes. It's an interesting development. Um, but yeah, I I think Michigan's definitely not trying to put all their eggs in the Connolly basket. Um they offered Chaplin back in August. So he's not a totally new guy, but I think they're kind of just keeping him warm until now. Um, and now that they have the opportunity to host him on an official visit again, they're using the first weekend they can to do so. So um, I think they're interested in him. I don't know if they'll uh, give him the green light to commit if he wanted to on this visit, but uh, I do think there's a lot of mutual interest between the two. Um, I, you know, like you said, he's really huge. Uh, listed at over 350 pounds at 6'6". I think he's more of a right tackle guy, um, maybe an interior guard uh, in like the Mike Unwenu type of mold, um, So, uh, which is probably good with Michigan getting Connor Jones um, and Andrew Gentry, who are two pure, you know, left tackle types. Um, I think it's good to get another swing guy in the mix there if they wanted to. Yeah, and you kind of hit on what my second question was going to be there, John, was uh, pertaining to Josh Connerly. I don't think this really has anything to do with his recruitment at all. I, I think they're going to take another offensive lineman regardless, right? Whether it be Connerly, whether it be a guy like Chaplin, who they, uh, like you said, offered back in August and have kind of checked in on every once in a while, they can always go the transfer portal route too. They got uh, Olu, from Virginia uh, via the transfer portal. And they're certainly not afraid to take guys in the portal if it's the right fit. So they're going to take another guy regardless. Um, and, and I do think you're right in saying that I don't think they would take a commitment from him right away. I, I think that they would uh, definitely see what happens uh, with, with some of the other guys that they would potentially be going after. Uh, to see what would be the best fit for them. And it all depends on how many guys they want to take in at the offensive line position because they are a little light in this class. I, I could certainly see them wanting to take two, uh, but if they only want one to free up another spot for another position, so be it. But I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this one shakes out because it really seems like he's, he's definitely looking elsewhere. And you get these prospects from time to time that just want to keep their their uh, their interest in, in some of these other schools. They don't want to put it all in in uh, one basket, so to speak, even though he is a commit to Virginia Tech. But he didn't sign. So he's not really uh, a hokey until he signs on the dotted line. And, and you can say that about any recruit uh, in any class uh, at all. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. Uh, but I just want to get more of your thoughts on on how this affects Connerly uh, and vice versa. If you think this chaplain, if if they want to get him on an official visit, if you think this has any correlation whatsoever with the Connerly recruitment, I don't think it has really a ton, if any. But I wanted to get your thoughts uh, furtherly on this, John. Well, it's kind of tough for those two to be related if Connerly. Uh, decides to wait until March because a guy like Chaplin, you know, it'll be really hard to keep him waiting around that long too. So I don't think it'll be an uh, either or situation. Um, I think it depends on what they, the staff uh, sees in Chaplin when they get him up in person um, and if they like the way he looks and, you know, if they can kind of sense things going negatively 
with Connolly before the signing period, then they'll uh, can go and give give him the green light to commit. But uh, if they feel good about Connolly and don't like Chaplin, then they may just hold off and kind of uh, gamble that Connolly will choose them. So just him not choosing um, in February just makes it a little tough to say that. Um, you know, if they don't get him, then they'll go to this other guy because the, uh, the plan B would have to commit before the plan A. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much my entire thought process with that as well. Connerly is not going to be doing anything with uh, committing or signing or anything until at least March. So I, I don't think this recruitment has anything to do with his and vice versa. So if you were thinking that previously, I, I, I don't think it has anything to do uh, chaplains uh, with Connerly's whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I mean, just just an interesting development in general, though, uh, to go after it, yet another Virginia Tech commit, try to get him uh, uh, to officially visit. I, I don't think he would be an immediate take. I think they still want to sort things out, uh, but it'll be, at the very least, very interesting to see how this all shakes out. So, John, I'll throw it back to you for uh, any final thoughts that you may have on Connerly on Chaplin, on any of these two guys? Uh, I don't think I really have any. I think we did a good job covering it. I I think you did a great job, John, as always. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about, uh, we're going to flip it over uh, to the defensive line uh, and and talk about a player that has already signed with Michigan and will be probably making a, a big impact very soon, much like he did Uh, over the weekend. So stick around. We will be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back. Thanks for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to finish up our podcast today uh, discussing one of the future Wolverines that, uh, in my opinion at least, has one of the brightest futures uh, in the very near future. Uh, He's going to be a true freshman next year. His name is Derek Moore. Four-star defensive lineman, top 100 prospect who just signed and uh, committed to Michigan back in December as obviously signed during the early signing period. 
He was, uh, over the weekend, awarded the MVP uh, during the Under Armour All-America game, and he had uh, just a hell of a game, John. He he had two sacks, had another one taken away because of a penalty, so he could have had three going all uh, Aiden Hutchinson via Ohio State, uh, but he only finished with the two. Uh, had constant pressure on the opposing quarterback pretty much the entire game. So he really had uh, asserted his dominance on the offensive lineman on the other team. Uh, it was really cool, too, when um, after the game, John, he uh, pretty much did this entire thing. This He was playing this game, uh, as he said in uh, an interview after the fact, for uh, one of his former teammates named Aaron Wilson. He uh, wore the number eight in honor of Aaron Wilson uh, over the weekend. Uh, he died tragically of brain cancer back in April, and uh, Derek Moore had dedicated his performance and his game to that teammate. Uh, if you haven't seen the interview or anything like that, we got a story on mazenbrew.com right now that you can check out, and it, he just seems like an incredible young man being able to go out there, play a hell of a game, and uh, do it all for his uh, former teammate, and uh, I believe that uh, Aaron Wilson's parents and family were in attendance for that game. So just just an awesome story. Obviously, just incredibly sad uh, that he passed away from a battle with cancer. And it's certainly something that everybody can uh, uh, kind of relate to there. Uh, so I, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, how he played for his former teammate first, John. And then we can kind of talk about his uh, performance in general. I, I thought the gesture... Uh, to wear the same number of his uh, former high school teammate and uh, uh, in those interviews kind of talk him up and, and say that he was playing for him and uh, he felt that he was with him during that moment, I, I thought was just really cool and, and just goes to show the character that he's bringing to Michigan. Yeah, that was awesome to see. I think Michigan's really getting a stand-up uh, player here and more with great character, um, you know, having his parents be there at the or Wilson's parents be at the game wearing a number his number are great gestures and I think he really uh did a good job honoring his friend's legacy by balling out and uh winning the MVP so it's just an awesome story all around and it's uh good to see you know another Michigan man in the making yeah truly and, and that is kind of the embodiment of being a Michigan man for as uh, much you know, flack as some people may give, you know, the Michigan man, quote unquote, a really cool to see him do that and uh, uh, show uh, show his former teammate uh, some love there and uh, uh, really cool to do in front of uh, Aaron Wilson's family as well. But uh, turning it over to Derek Moore himself, though, uh, just the performance that he had uh, with the two sacks, the third one taken away uh, because of a penalty and uh, just the constant pressure that he had. Uh, on the quarterback all day long. Just, I, in my opinion, <laughs> like this kind, this kind of shifted my opinion a little bit, John, because I didn't really think that he could have like a real immediate impact because I, I kind of think he may be uh, due for the Ojabo position. Uh, I mean, with his measurables, he's at 6'4", 250. So he's not like the biggest, not the... Uh, bulkiest guy by any means. Uh, I, I think he could be set for that Ojabo type role. 
Uh, but Jalen Harrell, I thought, was the guy that was going to uh, fully take over if Ojabo does declare for the NFL draft. He has not yet done so up to this point, but I'm assuming that he will at some point, probably in the uh, not-so-distant future. Uh, but now, <laughs> after this game and seeing it a little bit more up close, I think Derek Moore could have a uh, a day one impact. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that as well, John. Do you think that uh, he would be set for that Ojabo role? Do you think he'd be more of a uh, an, an edge rusher, uh, just off the edge in general? Where, where do you think he lines up on the defense? Because he's kind of an in-between prospect at this point. And do you think he can have a uh, a day one impact at Michigan? Yeah, I think the one of the biggest takeaways from that game is his versatility. He showed he could play um, in the interior of the defensive line and uh, on the edge, which is really good to see because, you know, looking at his measurables and kind of the scouting before this game was that he was a bit of a tweener and it's kind of hard to project where he would be in this uh, defense. But I think, uh, you know, showing they can play both is a big deal. I kind of think he'll he could develop more into a Mike Morris type guy who um, throughout the season would kind of flip back and forth between the edge position um, where Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo were, um, and then like the defensive line where Chris Hinton and, uh, you know, Taylor Upshaw, guys like that were. So um, I think he could be someone like that um, who can move in between spots and rush the passer from um, from either position, which is uh, pretty big. And I think that uh, he can definitely see uh, some snaps in the rotation as a freshman. Um, it's always good to have depth along the defensive line. I think he'll be a good piece to get a few snaps um, as a freshman next season. Yeah, I agree. I I think he certainly, you summed it up best, really showed his versatility, put that on display. And uh, yeah, I mean, the moves that he was making on the offensive lineman, there was one sack in particular where he just, he blew right past the left tackle, got to the quarterback in a hurry and got him down uh, just in such impeccable timing. And I, I was blown away. Uh, by his play uh, over the weekend. And yeah, I I really do think that he's going to have some sort of impact on this defense next year, because there's going to be opportunity for kids to have uh, that kind of chance uh, early next season with uh, Hutchinson gone. I I just assume Ojabo has gone at this point, but that hasn't been official yet. And uh, I just assume other guys like Daxton Hill, Josh Ross is going to be gone. There are going to be a few other players that are going to be gone from this defense. It's going to look a lot different next year, uh, just kind of across the board from uh, from the back end to the front end of the defense. I, I think there's going to be opportunity for a lot of guys to kind of show out and uh, make a name for themselves. And I think uh, I think Moore is certainly among the top candidates, at least from the true freshman uh, I, I think Keon Sab is certainly another one. Will Johnson, obviously. There's a ton of young, uh, high prospect talent uh, along uh, the defensive line, um, but on the defense just in general coming in with this uh, 2022 class. So I think there are going to be a lot of young faces out there uh, come the 22 season. And I think Derek Moore is going to be among one of the first. Uh, if he's not starting, I don't anticipate that at, at this very moment, but uh, at least one of the first coming off the bench. Uh, I, I think he's really talented, has a chance to do that uh, very early in his Michigan career. John, any final thoughts from you, my friend, on Derek Moore or anything uh, that may stand out to you in terms of uh, 
uh, just the defensive players. Because uh, I, like I said, I, I think Moore has a chance just because of the attrition that I expect. Uh, do you expect uh, that way for him and other players as well coming up in this 22 class? Yeah, I think Keon Sab, um, who was also playing the game, had some good moments. Um, he made a few tackles on defense. He's another guy that's uh, kind of thought as a tweener between linebacker and safety. Um, but I think Mike, Mike McDonald's defense is pretty multiple and has a lot of roles for guys like that. So he could um, certainly thrive in that scheme. Um, I'm excited to see. Will Johnson also did really well, apparently, in um, yeah. the reps, you know, in the practice leading up to the game. I don't think he got much action in the game. Um, you know, he didn't get the receivers he was covering didn't get targeted much. So um, it was pretty quiet for him. And then um, Zeke Berry's supposed to or is slated to play in the other All-American Bowl that's uh, playing this weekend. So um, we'll get a chance to see him as well, along with a few uh, other Michigan commits. So a few opportunities more to see uh, guys suit up against some of the best in the country. Needless to say, the future is absolutely bright in Ann Arbor, and it all starts on the recruiting trail. Uh, we try to cover it as best as we can on Mason Brew and on Future Brew, and uh, uh, we really, really love covering it and bringing it to you guys every single week on the podcast, on the website, with the recruiting roundups and everything. Uh, so thank you for your continued support. Uh, but obviously the future is very bright in uh, Ann Arbor because of those guys. So uh, that's going to do it for today, and uh, you can follow me, on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, buddy? At Simmons underscore John. And give Mason Brew a like and follow, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Insta, whichever social media you use, we are more than likely there. Give us all five-star reviews on all of our podcasts across the Mason Brew Podcast Network. We'd greatly appreciate it. Go check out our YouTube channel as well, posting some of the podcasts there as well. We would certainly appreciate that support from you as well. So for John Simmons, my name is Vaughn Lozon. We will be back next week with another edition of Future Brew. And until then, go blue.